All right, guys, welcome back to the San Antonio Realty Pros podcast. Um, today, we're talking with Ryan Tackett from the Tackett Insurance Company. Um, amazing guy. He, he did a really good job providing some information. I want to go ahead and warn you guys uh, ahead of time. There's going to be some volume changes in this episode. We have some issues, uh, some technical issues, but uh, you may have to turn the volume up in the beginning of the episode, and then you may have to you know, adjust the volume throughout. Uh, we're still working on this because we're brand newbies. So, uh, but again, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So without further ado, here's our Tackett Insurance and the owner, Ryan Tackett. So here's the thing, like, I mean, I love to hear about the insurance company, but a lot of times, like, I like to get to know Ryan and, like, kind of what your background is, where you came from, where you... Yeah, so I actually grew up in the San Antonio area. Um, my family's been here a very long time, going back a couple generations. So I'm very familiar with the area, um, especially the Cibolo shirts, that northeast side of San Antonio. Yeah. I've watched it just boom. Um, it is growing it, really fast, like yeah, ridiculous. It's it's crazy. And when I when I went through high school, we were small little four A, you know, barely four A, and now that's just that one district that I had gone to school in, you know, we have two six A's that are bursting at the seams. Right. So it's really cool, it's really good for business. Um, and it's really cool to interact with people that are, you know, from all over the country is really what it seems like. Sure. Because, I mean, I have people come through my office that are from Chicago, the Carolinas, uh, all along the West Coast. So it's been it's been cool to see that. So um, it's great to see Cibolo flourish uh, and, you know, really grow to the potential that I think it, uh, that I think it you know, has always really had. Yeah. Uh, we just didn't have, you know, for some reason, we just didn't have that drive. You know? Yeah. We didn't have that drive for growth. And now, you know, everywhere, New Braunfels, San Antonio, everything just booming um and i grew up here so I've, I've, I've been able to like i said i've been able to see all this all this change i uh i went to college on corpus christi uh went to a&m down there um and i came back home don't know how i ended up in insurance you know i was i was trying to do some other things um and i needed a job when i got out and i started at a captive agency um so i you know didn't really know what i was gonna what i was gonna achieve there so you what's know, a captive know. agency Captive agency, so I actually started at Texas Farm Bureau. Okay. Um, captive agencies are going to be like State Farm, uh, Farmers, Allstate, Farm Bureau, Geico. Captive really only means that you have one product um, and you're you're stuck to that. So okay. they're, they're essentially your, your employee. Yeah. You're an employee. Then, you and know? we're selling car insurance and that's it. Right. <laughs> yeah, and we're selling this one product. Yeah. You know, so it was great to learn. You know, they give you really good, great training um, and... They have a decent product, and um, you know it, it would allow me to to really realize, okay, you know, I like what I'm doing, but I want to do it in a different way. Like yeah. I, wa- I want to be able to cater to everyone. Right. Because when I was there, you know, you'd have ten people walk through the door. Sure. You'd be able to service two of them because they were in those different stages of life. You okay. Know, maybe they didn't have good credit at the time, or maybe they had too many car accidents, or maybe they had too many home claims, and if they didn't fit the niche when you're at a captive. You're kind of limited. So, so, wow. So credit plays a pretty big role. Credit is a huge role in Texas, and that's not in every state. Okay. And that's that's been a big a big factor in people coming in to the agency that are from other states. Like California is a non-credit state, and we have a big influx of Californians coming to this area. And you come here, and they're you know bringing their Mercury Insurance policy to you, and they say you know well I'm paying this much per month. And they come here, and their credit isn't what it, what they think it is. Right. And the policy premium jumps, and they're like, "Wait, what? You know, what the heck? What's what's going on?" Yeah. Well, this is how this is rated different. Okay. You know, so it's a big surprise for people that aren't from Texas. I just it's curious for me to wonder, like, 
how your credit rating really is it just trustworthiness versus risk or trustworthiness and risk you know you know how does that know, that's a that's a good question i don't really know why that's such a big correlation i don't have a, i don't have an educated they're probably that. catering to that market that is more say uh quote unquote trustworthy Right. Because they pay their bills on time, they know that they lock them into an insurance policy, they're going to pay it. Right. Because it's something that they, over the time, have, you know, they pay their bills on time, whatever. Right. So right. maybe that's what it is. But I've just always be, wondered. That could be, and, well, Texas is very, uh, very regulated with Texas Department, Department of Insurance as far as um, we're one of the only states that require you carry car insurance. Right. Um, even if you don't own a car. If you have a driver's license in the state of Texas, you are required to carry car insurance. That's nutty. Yeah. So if you don't have a if you don't have a non-owner's policy, if you don't have a car, and you go to buy a car, you pay a penalty to the state for not carrying a prior prior insurance policy. Oh wow. Yeah. So oh. homeowners insurance, you know, that's not regulated that way. You're not forced to have homeowners insurance unless you obviously get a lien holder. Yeah. And they force it on you. But um, yeah, people don't realize that they come here and you know, well, I haven't owned a car in a year. Well, I understand that, but. Have you had insurance? Well, mm-hmm. why would I have insurance? Well, the state of Texas actually requires that you carry insurance if you were a licensed person in the state wow. of Texas. I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's something that's uh, yeah. new to me for sure. Yeah, so a lot of people don't realize that. And, you know, it's just we're very heavily regulated on insurance. And that's, yeah. to me, that's part of where the, the credit comes in because yeah. if they, they just want to, like you said, they want to make sure that yeah. you're responsible, you know, you're taking care of your business, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You were rewarded for that. Yeah. If you, choose to do so what's the same with uh when you buy a home right your interest rate is indicative of your credit score because if your credit score is higher you tend to be more responsible and so it just correlates into insurance as well yeah yeah i think it's very interesting to see how that stuff works out like even like my past history with the car business i've started in sales in 2007 and um you know being in the car business it's kind of the same way your interest rate on your car or, right. or you know, trustworthiness with the banks and you got a subprime and then you got the prime market and there's certain dealerships they don't even want to deal with people that are subprime like if you got bad credit they don't even but then there's a whole nother market that opens up that makes tons and tons of money just because these people aren't reliable right and it's terrible but it's just the way it is so and, that, and that's exactly how insurance works there's there's a there's a non-standard market for the people that don't take care of their responsibilities okay. I, mean, I know it sounds harsh but Yes, yeah. you are rewarded for you know taking care of it, and we don't run credit whether you're getting your homeowner's auto, you know, umbrella. We don't run credit. The, the state of Texas is constantly running your credit. That's why there's no hard hits when you get insurance quotes. It's always you know a soft hit through the state. Okay. So you won't actually see it. So it doesn't affect you to get quotes. Quotes don't affect your credit. So I don't want to get anybody to get that correlation. You know, well if I get a quote, you know they're gonna hit my credit. That's not the case. Yeah. So they call it a quote unquote insurance score because oh, okay. the state of Texas is constantly running the credit. I got you. Hmm. So they're just it's always it's all it's always up to date. Wow, yeah, that's so, really cool. And your your premiums can change on your home or your auto uh, from year to year. If you have a bad year, you know for some reason your credit score goes down and you get reran or you go to quote somewhere, your your insurance can go up based on that. Wow. Hmm. Um, Time to keep those credit cards at half uh, yeah, half yeah. max and below, yeah. right? Yeah, pay those bills. Awesome. Yeah, so, Ryan, you offer a lot of different products. Can you kind of go over some of the, the products that are geared towards homeowners? Yeah, so um, in the state of Texas, there's four different, essentially there's four different types of homeowners policies. Uh, you have your HOAs, HOBs, and HO3, and HO5. Um, the HOAs being pretty much on the weaker end of the spectrum as well as the HO3s 
there's a, there's a lot of the details that go into it, but your main things that you want to be concerned concerned with are going to be name perils and open perils. So a name peril policy is going to be your HOAs and HO3s. Um, name peril, for lack of a you know textbook uh, explanation, is going to cover a limited amount of things that are either excluded or included on your policy. When you have an open peril policy, um, like an HO5 or an HOB, you are going to be covered for essentially anything except for active war terrorism in the state of Texas. Earthquake is not covered under a homeowner's policy, and flood or rising water. And um, those are the those are the basic things you need to realize. And a lot of people don't realize also um, on HO3s and HO5s that there's limits on theft. Really, there's limits on theft of every policy. But your HO5s and your HOBs are going to have a higher limit for, like, say, theft of firearms or theft of jewelry and furs, theft of money and bullion. Um, just because a policy says, I have $300,000 in coverage, well, that, that is true you know, for dwelling A or for your actual, you know, structure of your house, um, doesn't mean that everything in your house is covered for every single thing. So that's something that you really need to talk with your agent about. And a lot of the a lot of the advertising you see on T V with big nationals like Allstate, State Farm, those guys, um, they don't ha- always have the best policies. Uh, that's that's another thing that you really need to be careful about. Like Allstate's homeowners policy you know, I'm not trying to dog anybody that has Allstate, but Allstate's homeowners policy is one of the weakest homeowners policies in the market. Uh, but their marketing is so great. They got good marketing. <laughs> You're in good hands. Yeah. You're in good hands. It's the first thing that you normally think about when you think of an insurance company, just because of the jingles. Right. Yeah. That's a huge, huge draw, right? Right. right. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're great at marketing. Same thing with like USAA. USAA has got a niche market where they think if you or anybody you have ever known has been in the military, that they are going to have your best interest in mind. Well, in reality, USAA only has an HO3 policy that they offer, which means they have name peril for contents. Now, they do have an endorsement for open peril on your dwelling A, so your actual home coverage, but, you know, you're right. That marketing is, (laughs) I mean, it's killer. It's killer. Let's go back to Allstate real quick. Is that because, um, so there's two different types of of policies, right? You've Mm -hmm. got actual cash value right. and replacement. Is it are they all just actual cash value or No, so so most policies in the state are going to be replacement cost. And um, the only time that that really comes into factor is usually on age of home. A lot of times your actual cash value is going to be on your roof. And that gets hidden in policies and people don't realize it. <laughs> in fact, uh, Allstate like you said we were just talking about Allstate, Allstate has one of the worst uh, re- uh, reputations for sneaking in an ACV, an actual cash value on your roof, or they call it a roof buyback, where essentially if something happens to your roof, say you have a $10,000 roof, okay, that's how much it costs to replace it, and the roof is 15 years old. We have a hailstorm. Hailstorm comes through and, uh, you know, messes up your roof. Well, if the roof at the time of the loss is only worth, say, you know, $2,500, $3,000 as it sits, that's all that they're going to give you. And if your deductibles, you know, say $1,500, they're giving you $1,000. Now, the, the difference there, you know, which is what, $7,500 uh, between that $10,000, is up to you to pay. Now, when you have a replacement cost policy, they're going to pay the entire sum of the roof. Even minus it, your deductible, right? Minus your deductible, yeah. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> minus your deductible. So say your deductible is $1,500, they're going to pay, what, $8,500? Towards that roof, you you're out the fifteen hundred because it's your deductible. So um, let's talk about deductible drilling. I just want to jump in real quick yeah. on deductible. What? How do we get the clients 
to understand like the best way or how do we coach them on the best ways to figure out what the best deductible is going to be like what's their what's so their so it kind of it's that's kind of changed in the industry. It used to be you could get you know as low as a fifty dollar deductible on your AOP, which is all other perils, which is going to be things that are everything essentially except for wind and hail. So uh, in the state, you you have normally you have which I've I've never to be honest with you seen a single deductible, but you're going to have two deductibles. You're going to have an AOP deductible, which is all other perils, which is going to be things like fire, lightning, water damage, uh, vandalism, theft, things like that, and then you'll have a wind and hail deductible. Now, within the state, pretty much every single carrier, unless you've got some old policy that you've been grandfathered in on, mm-hmm. you're going to be at a mandatory 1% for wind and hail, okay. uh, which means, is, you know, say you have a $300,000 house, yep. your deductible is going to be $3,000 for wind and hail. You can still get some of those uh, AOPs lower. To be honest with you, they're really hard to find. Um, yeah. And they usually, the cost effectiveness usually doesn't weigh out, you know, if, Nobody plans on having a having a claim, you know, and say you you jump your jump your premium up five hundred dollars a year and drop your deductible down two thousand a year. Well, over four years you've already paid that two thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of it's kind of how you want to weigh it. You know, are you the kind of guy that saves some money that yeah. has that emergency fund? If I need three thousand dollars tomorrow, I can have it. If you're not that guy, people and, live in check. Right. Check. right. If like, you're not that guy and like, you're better yeah. at making that monthly payment. Yeah. Make the monthly payment. I mean, that's exactly. that's where you're at. Oh, that's yeah. smart. Well, what about renter's insurance? Because, you know, Stephen and I, we do a lot of uh, renters as well. And, you know, I do property management. So one of the requirements, if you're going to live in one of the properties I manage, is you have to maintain renter's insurance. Can you kind of go over, you know, a lot of people think that renter's insurance, when I talk to them, they think it's going to cost them, like, hundreds of dollars a month, like they own a home. But that's really not true. Yeah, so so for, for terminology's sake, the renter's insurance would be the person that is uh, that is actually running the house. So renter's insurance is going to cover just your contents. I think what we're talking about is a Texas dwelling policy. Is that what we're? Well, I think if, you're for a, like, like, if I'm the tenant, if you are the tenant, to protect my oh, investment. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then we can gotcha. kind of go into a fire policy yeah, to, yeah. for the owners. Yeah. So so a renter's policy, um, depending on where you're at, you're 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 right. It, it's extremely inexpensive. I just sold one uh, this week. Uh, a lady was moving from Indiana. Uh, to San Antonio, she was moving from a huge house there. Uh, had a whole bunch of stuff. I think it was a, it ended up being like a four hundred thousand dollar house. They were coming here to rent because they didn't know where to buy. So they come in here to rent. They're in the military, um, and they come here. And I said, well, you know, normally renters policies you don't have too terribly much contents, maybe fifty thousand um, dollars. And she ended up actually getting one hundred fifty thousand dollars of contents covered. So a renters policy is only going to cover the inside of the home, the, the contents that you own. And that $150,000 um, in contents coverage, it only costs you 60 bucks a month. Now your normal your normal place, you know, your normal renter's policies for like apartments or houses that, you know, people are renting. Um, usually, you know, if you're first getting started, you have like 50,000 in contents. You can get those things for like 18, 19 dollars a month. And it really protects your interest because it covers, you know, from your most expensive asset, asset all the way down to your dental floss. I mean, it replaces everything. In the case of a total loss, house burns down on the ground, you know, they're gonna replace all your, all your stuff. And one of the biggest keys that people don't realize is the liability portion. Just because you don't own the home doesn't mean you can't be found negligent um, for, for something um, if it were to happen. Uh, 
excuse me, if you were to happen like where someone slips and falls or uh, someone were to get hurt, you know, you can still get sued and you could still end up owing, you know, money back. And that stuff is like free. I mean, three hundred thousand dollars when it translates to the policy premium is like a dollar a dollar fifty a month. I mean, it's nothing. Cheap. Yeah, nothing. That's cheaper than a cup of coffee at yeah. Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. Awesome. Um, yeah. So we kind of talked on it, but let's kind of go back. So another type of prop, uh, property insurance that uh, somebody should have is a fire policy. You know, when I'm talking, when I'm working with clients that they own a home and they're relocating and they're turning their property into a rental property, they think that they have to keep homeowners insurance. And I explained to them that you know they need to switch it to a fire policy because you'll have you know the same coverages to an extent. Uh, but the premiums are typically a little bit lower because you've got that renter's policy that I make my you make the tenants have kind of uh, offsets that a little bit too. But can you kind of talk about fire policies and, and some of their importance? Yeah. <clears throat> so there's there's three different types of fire policies: TDP one, two, and three. Really, the only ones you need to con- be concerned about are one and three. There's very few TDP twos out there. Which TDP stands for Texas Dwelling Policy, um, or Texas Fire Policy is a TFP. Um, TDP-1s are going to cover basically nothing. I mean, if you're buying a TDP-1, they're, you're almost wasting your money. They're extremely inexpensive, um, and unless you're one of those guys that saves a bunch of money, mm-hmm. you know, it can afford to pay out a, a large sum of money in the case of a claim, just avoid them altogether. Yeah. A TDP-3 is going to cover you essentially like a homeowner's when it comes to coverage-wise. But you're right, when people are renting out a house, you know, when you have, you have clients that are uh, saying, you know, well, I want to make this a rent house. I have my, you know, I have my insurance, you know, yada, yada. I've had the same insurance for five years as long as I own the house. Well, there's specific exclusions in those policies uh, that go from when you are not the occupied, if you're just not owner-occupied mm-hmm. and it becomes tenant-occupied, there is a laundry list of exclusions. You know, liability changes, you know, if, if they are to, if you're to be found negligent for a tenant uh, being in there, um, they could sue the socks off you. I mean, they can't. Really? Yeah, they the the liability changes uh, aspects once it goes from a homeowner's to a Texas dwelling policy. Um, and the cool thing about the TDP threes or or Texas dwelling policies or fire policies um, is you can cater them kind of however you want. So if you're the cool landlord and you fully furnish the house, you can still put contents coverage in there. Okay. You know, so you know, say you're. Say you're, I have a client uh, we wrote the other day. He decided he wanted to put a washer and dryer and a refrigerator in his rent house. Okay. Uh, average, you know, say that's what, how much that thing y'all, that would cost to keep those things. If you had to replace Maybe about them. 5000 depending replace on. Them, yeah, replace them brand new. Um, so we tacked on $5,000 in property coverage. You know, in the case of a total loss, house burns down on the ground, something of that nature, he'll at least he be able to replace cost, those yeah. three things, you know. Yeah. And then you know that's where you write the tent. The uh, the renter's policy kind of correlates uh, with that to cover the tenants uh, tenants belongings once they move in. But the TDP three is in your best interest because it's going to cover uh, sudden accidental discharge water. TDP one won't. I mean so TDP one won't. Blows up or something. Right. Yeah. Water heater blows up. You know pipes burst. Yeah. You know whatever may happen. Um, it's going to cover it like a homeowner's. And don't don't get those. Don't get me wrong. You, a homeowner's does not cover you. Uh, in the correct way if you have a tenant uh, in your home but as far as how the coverages are set up to actually cover sudden accidental discharge or wind and hail or you know fire vandalism etc 
they are along the same lines. They're just written differently um, to accommodate for a tenant instead of an owner-occupied structure. Gotcha. So those are extremely important. And people get caught with their pants down a lot because they don't have guys like y'all, you know, yeah. telling them the right thing. You know, they exactly. say, yeah, sign here. Sign yeah. here. I'll get this rented for you. Sure. You got insurance? Cool. Sounds good. You know? Yeah. You need to – it's a very, very important when it comes to insurance that it starts at the beginning. You know, really, insurance is an afterthought for most people. It's the last thing that you do when you buy a house. Dude, it's the last barrier they have to jump over at right. the end of the finish line. Right. Like, oh my God, right. I'm going to pay for insurance. Right, yeah. exactly. I mean, so it's the last thing that when it comes to getting, you know, from you start in a home process, you get your either your realtor or your lender. Boom, boom, boom. You have a whole bunch of different steps you go through. Last thing you get is insurance. Yeah. So it's extremely important when you're shopping for a home is that you get A, a realtor that's knowledgeable, and be a mortgage lender that listens. Yeah. We come across boatloads of policies where the client is unhappy about their claim that they've just had because it came from a mortgage lender's office. Mm-hmm. You know, they are not. I'm not dogging mortgage lenders. There are a lot of very good ones out there, but there are also a lot of guys that are just selling on premium. Yeah. You know, they they say, well, this is what your debt to income is. This is what we need your ratios to be to make sure that you know you can get this loan. So they say, look at you, look look here. I got you a six hundred dollar policy, and we slotted you for thirteen hundred dollars a year. Look how much money I saved you. Yeah. Well, usually if it's really cheap, it's too good to be true. Right. right. It's too good to be true. Yeah. I mean, that's it's hard, it's hard that, for them to stay in their lane. Like you do right. mortgages, stay in your right. lane. Right. And that's one of the main reasons. I'm sorry to cut you off, but no. that's one of the main reasons. Like on our website, we have partnered or you know grouped together some of the best people in the industry that right. we know that take care of these types of things because we don't sell insurance we don't do roofs we don't do right we we help the process and then we're going to direct them in the right direction so making sure that you are always talking to the people that are on that product is i think it's super important i think you guys are doing the right thing i know when i'm working with a, a somebody that's looking to buy a home i give them a few lenders names and insurance company right i give them your information because you're going to have to find that policy and get a quote so they can figure out what their monthly payment's going to be. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't do, it's, to me, it's kind of like putting the cart ahead of the horse right. if you wait until the end to do the, the insurance quote. So, you know, it's important, in my opinion, to get that insurance quote at the same time you're kind of doing the mortgage and stuff so that that way everything can be married up. Because you don't want to be three weeks into a, uh, having a house under contract, then you go get that insurance uh, quote realize you bust your debt to income ratio right uh, and then you you have to pull out and you know there's you know it just sucks you know you've invested three weeks or whatever into a house and you can't get nothing from it right right so another big thing that that's kind of it's somewhat big around here uh surprisingly so in some of the areas uh, is flood floodways yeah, yeah that's um, uh i don't know I don't know, you know, who's listening uh, is how familiar they are with that Harvey hurricane that came through Houston that set, you know, records for flood, uh, for flooding and rainfall totals, you know, places were flooding that they thought never in a million years were going to flood, mm-hmm. you know. So um, what's extremely important that you understand is that a homeowner's policy does not cover anything and everything, even if it's an HO5 or an open peril. When it comes to rising water, which is any water that comes from the below the slab grade up, so, I mean, it could rain hard, you know, and you're, if you're in a low spot and you're not even near a river, near a drainage ditch, if it rains hard enough to fill up your yard to get water to come in your home, that is considered a flood. It is not considered water damage, you know, on a homeowner's policy. And you, it is separate. 
And just because, you know, just because a lender or a realtor or FEMA, you know, says, you know, hey man, you're good. You're not a flood. You're not a flood zone. It's cheap. Flood flood is federally regulated. If you were not, uh, if you were not in a specific designated flood zone with FEMA, whether you buy the flood insurance from me, the guy down the street, State Farm, USAA, anybody. Is going to be four hundred and fifty dollars for the year for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in dwelling A, which is your structure coverage, and a hundred thousand dollars in contents. It is flat fee. That's all it's ever going to be unless they you know change it. Um, but it would be changed across the board, and it goes down from there. If you don't have if you don't have the need to have that much, you know it'll go down in increments all the way down to one hundred and fifty dollars a year, I think, uh, for like eighty thousand in coverage A and ten thousand in contents. Um, but people don't realize that, and people, a lot of people, work out with their pants down in Houston, you know. And yeah. agent, it gets agents in trouble. We, we try and explain every single scenario when we're writing somebody, and that's what I think separates us from a lot of agencies. Is there's no one in hundred numbers. There's no, you know, email me this. I, I don't ever want to talk to you. If I'm going to get your business, if you are going to pay your premiums, you know, this is how I make my living. This is how, this is my livelihood. This is how I pay my bills. Is making sure that I protect my clients and their interests. You know, I want to put a face to a name. Yeah. You know, call me old school. I know a lot of things are, are going to where it's all online. It's very, you know, uh, impersonal. But if when, when you know, when something happens and you're having one of the worst times of your life because you're having a claim or you're having, you know, your house just burned down to the ground. Yeah. I want you to be able to call me. I want you to be able to call me and say, hey, man, I'm in a bind. You know, I really need some help here. Instead of calling a one eight hundred number and then getting back to you twenty four to forty eight hours from that time. Yeah, I used to I used to work at USAA, and I had USAA when I was in the military. I followed the cult, right? Um, and even working there, when you call the eight hundred number, you never get the same person. Yeah. Right. And then if you don't like what you get from that first person, hang up and call again, and you're likely to get a different answer, right? right. And you can kind of keep doing that till you get the answer that you like. What I like about you is. I don't have an 800 number. I have your office phone number and I have your cell phone number. Right. And we give my, and, I give my cell to everybody. And, you know, that that's just unheard of. And, you know, there's been times I've texted you, like, just, like, random thoughts, like, 7 o'clock at night, right? Not expecting you to get back with me. Or I'll even send you an email and be like, hey, don't do this until, like, Monday. And what happens? 8 o'clock at night or whatever, I'm getting a reply from you. Right. So that's another reason why I love working with you. Uh, when I came over to Ryan, he beat USAA. Um, I've referred a lot of my clients. Well, all of my clients, I've, I've told them, you got to talk to Ryan and see what he yeah. can get for you. Um, and they all love you. Like I was just talking to Sally the other day and she's yeah, like, she's cool. you know, she's all like talking about you and like, Oh, it's been the best thing. I appreciate it. And stuff like that. Um, I talk about you on, on my Facebook pages and one of the guys from my local fire department, he Asked for your information. I referred yeah, him to you, uh, yeah. and you saved him sixteen hundred dollars a year switching from USAA to you, and got him better yeah, coverage. And we fixed his coverage. He, he had like the state minimums, right? Right. Right. Because that's a, that's the other thing, right? A lot of these places they sell you to try and get your business in the lowest premium. They'll put you at the state minimums, right? Which right. is what like twenty five, thirty five, something uh, like that. It's 30, 30, 60, 25. So, and, and that's the thing. When we talk about captives earlier, you know, captives have their place, but. I be coming from a captive. I mean, they they thumb numbers over you. I mean, you have to sell, yeah. um, and when you are in that position and you're trying to feed your family, you know, you you kind of want to say, hey guys, you really should take care of these guys better. But yeah. at the same time, you know, they're trying to eat too. 
So yeah. when they're giving them these, you know, not bad policies, but there's a lot of room for improvement. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's like, hey, you know, you shouldn't do that, but yeah. I get why you did it. Yeah. You know, so that's that's you're right. I mean, that's uh, that's a big deal about being you know independent. Well, it's the trouble that we it. face too is like, with a, as a real estate agent, we've got all these big companies coming in, Open Door, Redfin, all these companies that come in. They want to automate the process, but right. they're taking the personal ability right. out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And you just can't. There's one thing that you can't do is make that connection personally with somebody through a screen. Right. You know, we right. have to in, in the insurance business. If you guys stick to your guns and make sure that you guys do everything you can to keep the relationships face to face like that. Just like in real estate, we have to make sure that we show the value. And if we right. do that by building amazing relationships with people and treating them the right way, you can't you can't duplicate that with technology. Right. You just can't. Right. Uh, you can't put a roof on a house with a right. machine. Right. Exactly. It takes a bunch of people right. like scrambling all day long and face-to-face interaction. Right. You, you, it just, it's not possible. And, that, and the, you know, the same, you know, I appreciate you saying all that about, uh, about our agents, but the, the, uh, the same thing goes for you, for y'all. I mean, I've sent, I don't know, a few, a few people this year have gone over to y'all. Uh, you know, and David's taking really good care of them to, and it, the, the biggest selling point that I always say is like, well, for one, he's going to spend like five hours at your house because he has this weird, cool 3d camera. And by the time the, the, the deal is said and done, you know, people are going to be able to see the stain on the top of your ceiling. Yeah. You know that you you swore and swore and swore you you were going to paint. You know for your wife. Yeah. I said you know, but and it, it separates it separates y'all from you know the typical realtor goes in, snaps some pictures with iPhone, uploads them. Yeah. You know, I mean that that extra little service. You know, it, it costs them a few hours. So what? I mean, I've had I I know that at least of two homes that that you guys listed that I referred that sold in like the first 20 hours mm-hmm. with multiple offer scenarios. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know of one that was, we got what, $12,000, $10,000 more we than got asking. 20,000. 20,000. Yeah, yeah. We listed it at 220 and got 240. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, one of your friends, we, we put it on the market, the average days on market in that community were in the twenties. We put it on the market and the next day we were, we were in a multiple offer scenario, uh, got full price offer. Uh, no closing costs, so I mean, it's fantastic. So um, it's because we do put it's just like you. We put that extra, right. extra effort into it to try and make sure because to us it's about providing exceptional customer service, and that's why I partner with fantastic people that have that same ideology. It's all about customer service, that interaction to take care of people. Um, and another thing I love about you is you're not all about business; you're about the community too. So Stephen and I were on the Marion Volunteer Fire Department, and we started a junior firefighter program. And we were reaching out for uh, some corporate sponsors because, you know, if anything's underfunded, it's your local volunteer fire department. It's just insane. And we were trying to get uh, after school programs set up through the fire service to try and give kids alternative uh, options versus going home and playing video games or getting into trouble, things like that. And uh, you're one of the the highest uh, you you took the, the highest level of sponsorship. Um, and, and helped out this program. So uh, you're able to help, you know, provide enough gear and stuff like that for three junior firefighters to be able to come in and get out of school, do some after school activities, get into the community, do volunteerism and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's just another thing I love about you is you're about the community too. Well, well I think what gets lost really uh, with a lot of people is you, you have to remember why you are where you are. You know, sure you're there to help people. Sure you're there to make money. You're sure you're here to do all that. You know, but 
at the end of the day, without the community and without the support of the community, you can't support your family. So, you know, I, you see it all the time where, where companies will get so big and they just forget about where they came from, mm-hmm. you know, and I've seen that happen a lot, you know, in the, in the Cibolo area, really. I mean, there's, there's, some, there's some guys that I've seen that started out very humble and now, I mean, they barely shake your hand when you yeah, come you to see them. Yeah, you can't tell them anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they know everything, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's always been a big, uh, a big motivator in, in my eyes is to remember who pays your bills, who pays my bills, my clients do. Yeah. You know, they may be paying their insurance bill that nobody wants to pay. You know, nobody wants to pay for something they can't see that they don't ever want to use. You know, but who pays my bills? Those people pay my bills. So for me to give back to the community that is, you know, has really allowed me to flourish, you know, as far as an agency, I'm more than happy to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm more than happy to do it. And I, I've tried to tell other sales guys that, sales guys that before, like, remember who pays your bills. You got to take care of them, yeah. And they, some some it falls on deaf ears, and some you know you think, well, I think that maybe that guy listened, yeah. You know, so awesome. You well, guys got anything else? I appreciate you coming over here and spending some time. I know you're very busy, um, oh, but I'm glad to do it. You know, it, it, this these podcasts are just another way that we're trying to provide exceptional customer service, even to people across the the the, the country that we're never ever going to meet. At least they have something to fall back yeah. onto. So now they're thinking like, all right, do I have a homeowner's policy one or two or five right. or, you know, do I need to have flood insurance or do I need to have this and that? So um, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, yeah, I look to the forward show. to doing this again, man. This is a lot of fun. I yeah. love, I love being able to talk about this stuff. You know, it's, it's boring for a lot of people, um, you know, but for me, it's kind of become a real passion to make sure that my clients are taken care of and make sure I'm doing the right thing. And it's really, it's really, uh, it breathes some life into a, to an agency and to a person to be involved in, you know, a group like this to where we can discuss openly about things, you know, that people never really think about or, you know, how to help people make proper decisions in real estate or lending or, uh, insurance, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm all in, man. Whenever you, whenever you guys want me back, we're gonna I'm here. do this yeah. a lot. Like, I'm this here. This is gonna be a constant deal. Like I, I, I really feel like when you guys get new products, or if you've got some kind of new technology that changes the market, and, yeah, and people need to know about it, like, or some new regulations, yeah, yeah. which are new regulations are coming out all the time, right? Right. There's that's lawyers right. getting paid literally every day, yeah. to write rules. Yeah, that's all they do. Or the hammer, the Texas hammer, yeah, out yeah. there suing everybody. <laughs> so call the so force. Tell us yeah. a couple of ways that people can find you on social media on on the web. Yeah. So. Uh, one of the best ways, obviously, I love to meet everything and do everything in person, you know. But if you want to find us, uh, www.artechandinsurance.com is our website. Uh, we're on Google, uh, Google reviews, Artech and Insurance Agency LLC. Uh, a great way. I'm always doing stuff on Facebook. That's just Artech and Insurance Agency. Uh, you can find us on there. Um, I do a little bit of Instagram, trying to get into that, uh, but. For right now, best way to do it is get uh, get there on Facebook. If you want to reach out to the office, the phone number is 210-971-8808. And a good email is info, so like information, I-N-F-O, at Tackett, T as in Tom, A-C-K-E-T-T-I-N-S, like insurance, short for insurance, dot com. So, uh, you know, I look forward to hearing from you guys. Any you know sort of response or complaints, anything. I love I love yeah. talking about it. And yeah. you can do insurance anywhere in the state of Texas. Yeah, I can do it anywhere. Because so. you got one of my friends. I refer to you yeah. doing insurance in Colleen. Yeah, yeah. So, so another happy customer. Right, and that's the um, same same thing with these guys. So we're not limited. You know, we talk about the Cibolo area, San Antonio area. Well, that's just because you know that's in our immediate line of sight. But 
you know, we can do the whole state. Yeah. You know, and that, there's nothing stopping us from doing anything in the state. Or if we can't, I'm sure that all of us can find somebody to refer yeah. that is an ex- expert in that area. Yeah. What's your street address for those that may want to just pop on by? Yeah, so, so we're at 101 South Main Street in Cibolo. Uh, that's 78108. I don't know. I'm sure you know that's kind of a booming area right now. So we're, you know, chances are you might have driven by it. Um, and so we look forward to, forward to seeing you. We're, we're open Monday through Friday, 830 to 530. Um, and I look forward to shaking your hand. You know, I look forward to, yeah, to earning your business. Yeah, awesome. and so another way you guys can reach um, Robert is you can go on Ryan. our webpage. It's, I mean, I'm sorry, Ryan. That's cool. uh, on your webpage, uh, our webpage is www.sanantoniorealtypros.com. If you go on to the top of the screen on the right-hand side, um, there's a, a vendor tab over there. You can pop it down and go to go insurance. insurance, and then yeah. their information. And that's is a right sweet there. website, man. Yeah. When David uh, David texted me, he was like, "Hey, check it out." I was like, "Okay, cool website." And then I got it, and I was like, "Whoa, no, this is a website." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Man, I need to call like, whoever did this one to do redo mine." Right. We're this trying is a nice to really like tweak it and make it perfect, but yeah. it's it's been a process, but. Um, yeah, it's 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 a work in progress. It's going. It's going to be reflective of the customer service that we yeah, provide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I I know we've we've said it a bunch on this, but if you guys are looking for uh, you know looking for some real estate agents, especially in the San Antonio, South Texas area, South Central Texas area, um, these guys are killing it, and they they go the extra mile. I mean, they really do. I've, like I said, I've sent five six people this year, haven't had a single complaint. And everybody had their house sold or they bought a house. No problems. It's been great. Been a great partnership, and I'm I'm looking forward to the future. Well, we are too. Thanks. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming out. Yeah.